This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by NCIS, the National Crop Insurance Services. America's crop insurance agencies provide individualized protection on more than 311 million acres of farmland. Good Tuesday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. A pair of bills to fund government agencies cleared the House floor today as lawmakers work to avoid a government shutdown at the end of the week. Both bills passed with more than two-thirds of the chamber in support. Included in the legislation was a $1.5 billion disaster assistance package for producers hit by adverse weather conditions this year, $555 million for USDA's Reconnect Rural Broadband Program, and funding for 610 additional customs officers and agricultural specialists at the Department of Homeland Security's Customs and Border Protection Office. For a deeper dive on the provisions in the bills, check out Phil Brasher's story on agripulse.com. The bill also includes long-awaited relief for the biodiesel industry. AgriPulse's Ben Nulli has more. In a late-night deal, Republicans and Democrats have agreed to extend the biodiesel tax credit through 2022. Senate Finance Committee Chair Chuck Grassley has long been a supporter of the tax credit. He says the agreement will give the industry years of certainty. I'm happy to report we've restored the $1 per gallon biodiesel tax credit. And we did it retroactively to its uh, expiring on December 31st, 2017. And we have covered 18, 19, and it's extended through 2022. Some 10 biodiesel plants have halted production or shut down since the credit expired at the end of 2017. National Biodiesel Board's Kurt Kavarik says plants will likely follow market indications as to knowing the right time to start up again. My sense is they will, but I would also assume that you know a lot of them are going to be paying close attention to what comes out of the White House and EPA this week on the renewable volume obligations for 2020 and 2021, as well as how they expect to handle small refiner exemptions. The Senate is expected to vote on the funding legislation later this week. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. Also in the House today, the House Ways and Means Committee marked up the bill to implement the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. The bill advanced out of committee on a voice vote. Committee Chairman Richard Neal said the deal before Congress is an improvement over what was originally on the table. Some of our trade agreements over the years have failed American workers. NAFTA has been symbolic of many of the broken promises that were offered to our workers. Over 25 years of NAFTA, there have been 39 petitions filed documenting the exploitation of workers and zero enforcement actions to remedy those violations. The full House is expected to consider the agreement on Thursday, and the Senate is expected to take it up next year. The committee also cleared a resolution to show support for the Trump administration's efforts to reform the World Trade Organization. More on the committee's actions in Bill Thompson's coverage at agripulse.com. Finally today, the Department of Agriculture is extending a comment period to allow for additional feedback on rulemaking for industrial hemp. USDA's Agricultural Marketing Service will now take comments through January 29th, giving interested parties an additional 30 days to chime in. The rule was first published at the end of October and provides the regulations for approval of state plans governing local cultivation of the crop. It was approved in the 2018 Farm Bill after a pilot in the previous legislation. Barb Glenn is the CEO of the National Association of State Departments of Agriculture. She says the state ag departments that will be charged with overseeing growing plans are anxious to see this rulemaking put into action. 
many farmers and ranchers are trying to diversify in the face of the trade headwinds and, and start growing hemp. Uh, there is so much to learn. There are so many challenges. There's so much going on that our members are just happy right at this point we have this interim final rule. So our goal is to work with USDA closely to try to, on a practical level, determine what's working out of that final rule and what perhaps we can improve on. Because I think it's been articulated by USDA that'll be finalized, not for two years. Under the interim final rule, industrial hemp must undergo testing to determine its THC content does not exceed 0.3%. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by America's Crop Insurance Industry, which is thankful for the continued support of farmers, commodity organizations, rural businesses, lenders, and lawmakers who are fighting to maintain a strong farm safety net. Providing individualized protection on more than 311 million acres of farmland, crop insurance remains the smartest, most efficient way to secure America's food, fiber, and fuel supply. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.